0: Welcome to Flow Prophetic, where we focus on how God is bringing transformation today. In this podcast, we explore how to cultivate a prophetic culture and how to ignite courage to partner with God for
1: more. Now, your host, David Fang. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on this Flow Prophetic podcast. My name is David Fang, and recently I had the chance to sit down with Jermaine and Rebecca, and we were just going back and forth with some of the trips and things that we've been on. And this particular podcast is about the trip that I took to Laredo, Texas, and over to Northern California. I was able to do a couple of prophetic conferences and trainings, as well as do a youth conference, and it was just an incredible time. So, without any further ado, we're just going to get right into this conversation. So, guys, I just recently got back from Texas and California, and it was bonkers amazing. It was just like, literally, the only time I've actually been to Texas before last year was, like, on my way to somewhere else. Oh. So, like, we'd fly into Dallas, and I'd have a layover in Dallas, and I'd go somewhere else. But I think, Jermaine, you and I went with Bishop Hammond last year yeah, to the International Coalition of Apostolic Leaders, which is, like, a—I think we were, like, a little bit blown away by the power and the anointing and the maturity that was at that gathering. yeah. And that was like my first time actually spending more than like three hours in Texas. And then earlier this year, which unfortunately Jermaine was, you know, out doing the work of the Lord so he couldn't (laughs) join us. Um, But Paul Lackey and I actually hit up Austin, Texas, just for like a guy's vacation. And the only reason why we didn't guy's vacation... I'm going to throw the women under the bus here. Uh, we, have, we have a great group of friends here, but we were all planning on going to the Heaven Come Conference That's for true. Bethel, yep. taking place in Los Angeles. Yep. And then somewhere along the way, the women said, this is the No Boys Club. You cannot come. <laughs> and so we got excommunicated. <laughs> from uh from heaven (laughs) heaven. like we got little rascals (laughs) kind of style. exactly (laughs) like it was like the reverse of he-man haters club just reverse now (laughs) like with the new feminine movement that's coming up (laughs) and everything
2: it's just because only not every husband could come so it's a little bit more affordable for all the girls to stay in one hotel together you wouldn't want to be in a hotel with all six girls that would be stressful I mean, I mean, none of the men would want to be.
0: You'd be, you'd be crying out for heaven
1: to really come. Well, here's, the, here's another wrinkle that came to that was that I think two of the women are gonna be eight months pregnant.
2: Oh right. By
1: the time that time rolls around, yes. and ain't nobody happy. Ain't no, nobody, nobody, happy. No. and it's well, it's that was pretty cool in Los Angeles, but all that walking yeah. and the waiting in line. Standing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I may still go. I may still go. I'll go by myself though. Like you won't know I'm there. I'm, wow. I'm literally going to just, <laughs> I may dress up, <laughs> you know, and just have a disguise, but you may not know I'm there. Like, like you'll all a of, of a sudden see on Instagram. But, well, I mean, I don't know.
2: But I just want to say, if you do go, that you have to take someone with you because as you just said, you just came back from California and from Texas. I did. We weren't sure you were coming back.
1: Oh, my goodness. Because
2: that environment, they love you, you love them. We weren't sure.
1: It was unreal. Like, so... I went to California right after leaving from Texas, which was awesome. And I agree with you. Like, literally, when I touched ground in Sacramento and I walked out of that airport, I literally felt my blood pressure drop. Wow. <laughs> like, all of the stress I felt, I literally would have probably fallen to my knees and kissed the ground. Wow. It's just something about California, guys. Like, it, yeah. it does something to me where I'm like, this is God's country. Like, I understand, like... <laughs> I understand, like we've got like a fire thing here in Santa Rosa Beach, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I'd be tempted. <laughs> just be in that part of California. The it's the just oceans,
0: oh, the mountains. It's unbelievable. How would you like the Sacramento airport where they got that giant baggage structure?
1: Sacramento is is definitely in like the airport is indicative of the people. You know, very creative, yeah. very free flowing. They love the arts and a little bit bonkers. Just a little bit, like, you know, off-kilter. And I I love the art installations they had there, though. I walk down to the baggage claim, and they have these giant towers of, like, tilted suitcases. And I'm like, somebody help. Like, they're falling (laughs) over. Like... Why does it look like all these suitcases that came off the Titanic? Like they're all old school
0: suitcases. Do you know those are real suitcases? Are they real suitcases? Yeah. They're suitcases that were left on airplanes or never got picked up like back in the 70s. You're and kidding and me. Yeah, I wonder, do they empty them out or is there like treasure inside? Oh I don't know. We should go and try to find out. We should break it and just, <laughs> just go to town on some suitcases. Oh. We should totally do it.
1: But like, I mean, like, I mean, Sacramento was great. I mean, I love Sacramento and I flew into Sacramento to head up over to Penn Valley where we've got actually a CI church, Christian International Church, like Michael and Sandra Trip Chase. Yeah. Amazing couple, really worked over 20 years on this church mm-hmm. and just an amazing community. But before we got there, my homeboy, Billy. Okay, side note about Billy. Billy's a member of their church. He grew up basically in their church. Okay. Amazing, amazing young man. He's younger than I am. He is built like a world-class bodybuilder. Wow. Like he did, de- and I was so jealous because I was like, Man, how often do you work out? He was like, I don't work out at all. What? <laughs> what? I used to work out in high school when I wrestled. And I was like, But you look like you could crush me with two fingers. Wow. But I mean, I love Billy immediately because he asked me, he's like, Hey, do you want to go to go to In N Out Burger? Oh, <laughs> and nice. the inner fat child <laughs> of me was like, Yes. Yes. But then I had to keep it spiritual. Like inside I was screaming, but outside I was like, Yeah. I mean I could eat <laughs> I could eat something maybe. And when I went there, I mean you guys know In-N-Out. Yes. You've been oh, there. Yes. 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 You've got the burger and fries? Right. A double burger and fries? Right. And like milkshakes. That's all that's on the menu. Yeah. But then the secret menu is where it's at. Yeah, yes? the secret menu. Oh my goodness. Animal style. Yes, animal, style. animal uh, style. I mean, okay, so here's for all of you that don't know, right? Jermaine explain this menu thing, the secret menu thing to them.
0: So the secret menu is basically you can say these words and that gives you different food that's what not, that's on the menu. Really? So if you say animal style, that means they'll give you a burger without a bun. They'll wrap it in lettuce for you and boom, there you go. If you want to eat healthy, you can still eat there and eat healthy. That's unbelievable.
2: And then the sauces, all kinds of sauces.
0: I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, they get all all kinds of secret sauces.
1: Normally when I go there, well, when I was a lot heavier and I used to go there, I used to order the four by four animal style. That's uh, for those, you know, that knows four by four is four patties and four pieces of cheese wrapped between two buns and doused in like Thousand Island dressing or something. It's like crazy. And then I order a, a fries animal style. And that was, like, horrendous. So, like, this time I was like, well, you know, I'm lighter, healthier, conscious lifestyle. So instead of a 4 by 4 I got a 3 by 3 Okay, there you, so go. you <laughs> use, use, use use. One slice, yeah, you know, yeah. one patty less. Yeah. I felt really good. Yeah. Except that I ordered a strawberry milkshake. Oh. It's just absolutely crazy. But it's delicious. So if you haven't, like, tried in an out Burger and you're like, I don't understand the hype or you're just trying to hold out because you're trying to be a rebel, like, don't, this is, there are a lot of causes you could be a rebel for. This one you just kind of need to conform. Yes. Like I know we're like nonconformist, but you, you gotta. you have to eat it. So <laughs> But um, I want to actually talk about this with you guys, because I always love going to churches that have cultivated a prophetic culture and cultivated a prophetic lifestyle over long periods of time. Yes. A lot of people think like a true prophetic culture and a well of the prophetic happens overnight, mm-hmm. And sometimes that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I was just really amazed because we here at Christian International have, I mean, what are we coming up on? 50, 50 years. 50 years. Yeah. That's that's our that's our anniversary. That's yeah. that's pretty crazy. It's and half a century. Exactly. And so I just wanted to kind of check, like like you guys, to weigh in, how you feel that being in a culture that's been developed over long periods of time has affected you and helps you.
0: I would say I personally have not known how much it's affected me yeah. until I'm somewhere else. Mm. And then someone will ask a question like, how do you guys handle that? And then I realized no one's ever taught me specifically how we've handled that. Right. But the culture itself kind of speaks to the value system. So then immediately kind of like, oh, well, this is our culture. Yeah. This is our, what we value. So then I'm able to kind of speak into that. I'm like, oh, no one actually told me that answer. But because of the culture so ingrained, I can just kind of you know speak the answer from that. Right. So, I, so I think the key or the, the cool thing about that is, I, I didn't have to be here during the trial and error periods. Yes. Yeah. So so once the, the 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 bugs have all been worked out and the system's been like crafted and mastered right I get to just walk into this thing that's been like perfectly created and has the heart of god fused in it and all the all the bugs worked out and just kind of like stick Walk into this fully built thing already, yeah. be able to receive the blessings of inheritance that I didn't necessarily have to pay the price for, yeah, so true, yeah.
2: so when you travel David to those places, yeah. is that the same thing for you? are you oh yeah, are, are you okay, this is how I am I'm distinctly aware when whether it's where wherever I went is new mm-hmm. or whether it's been doing this for a while. Oh yeah. And it's not like anything they exactly say or do, but it's that feeling, that culture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's like where all of a sudden you're like, it's better felt than tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like all of a sudden it's like nobody has to say a word. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, but I get it. I understand. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I go to, to regions and places, I mean, I go to amazing places, but that have cultivated great cultures. They just not very necessarily have done so much in the prophetic realm, right? That's why they're asking right. us to come yeah. over and, and to help them. But what I've always been shocked by is how much stuff that is been marinated and baked into us by being in this culture at Christian International, mm-hmm. that is like straight up crazy revelation in other places. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting there and they'll ask me questions that, you know, and some people will ask the question like, hey, you know, how have you dealt with this? We've been contending with this for several years. And I'm like, and out of my mouth, not even thinking about it, just being around, I'm like, oh, that's very simple. You just do this and this and this. We do this. And all of a sudden I'm like, as I'm hearing myself talk, yeah. I'm like, this is straight genius. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? I need to write that down. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know that was in me, yeah. you know, which yeah. I just love. I, and that's why I'm so like appreciative of like Christian International and, because yeah. I mean, I, you guys are probably the same, but like for me, I was a hot mess. Yeah. I didn't have any framework or sure. context to any of this right. when I walked in here. It was a prayer night, yeah. but for all of you who have not been to a prayer night at Christian International back then, it was bonkers. Yeah, it was it was intense. People were war. I mean, you know Bishop Hammond.
0: Yeah.
1: And so multiply that to, like, 100 mini Bishop Hammonds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my goodness. I have no framework or context. But, I mean, through the leadership, through the relationship, through the community that was here, I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was able to be able to receive from that, you know, which was amazing. So going over to California, I, I loved it because it they were just – they did such a good job in replicating that culture. Mm-hmm. Pastor Mike and Sandra, they're they're really apostles over there. I like to call Pastor Mike the prophet on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're based over in Northern California. Beautiful mountains over there. They're in Penn Valley mm-hmm. as Word Alive Ministries. And it was like it was amazing. But he they really love God. Like their inner walk with God was probably something that I was the most impressed by. Wow. Just their inner walk. I mean, Pastor Mike would get up early, and we were staying in the same house with Prophet John Harkey, who is actually a amazingly powerful prophet that Pastors Tom and Jane know. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the Assemblies of God. And I remember sleeping upstairs in my room, And then hearing Pastor Mike and John Harkey down in the basement praying. Oh, my gosh. And talk about conviction. Like, it wasn't like a shame condemnation thing. They didn't, like, try to guilt me to come in. But it stirred something in me where I was like, Lord, like, I understand that I'm out here doing ministry. And, you know, I need physical rest. But I need to do a heart check about where my inner hunger is. Yeah, Like, where's my hunger for you? Like, it was just interesting. But the crazy thing. The absolute crazy thing was one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a healthy choice today. And I always try to work out when I'm out on the road because, you know, it just helps me be normal. I get my running shoes and I'm like sneaking down to the basement (laughs) and I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to just run through the mountains. I get down and then I hear them praying. In the basement. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can like just sneak past. Like real talk. (laughs) I I know that's not very spiritual, but I was like, let me just try to sneak past. So I get in and I sit on the couch to try to put on my shoes. And I'm putting on one shoe so far, so good. And then all of a sudden, Pastor Mike says, And Lord, I just pray that you bless David. (laughs) Give him strength, Lord. And immediately conviction like (laughs) falls on me. And I take off my shoes and I just sit there and I pray. And it was amazing because I was like, man. I mean, their heart of of intimacy and closeness was just so amazing. And I love that. And I mean, for you guys, like when you guys are out on the road, like, do you feel like that's like a real battle maintaining that inner life? Like that inner hunger and passion, cultivating that inner relationship when you're in the midst of like doing busyness, or how have you guys been able to manage
0: that and keep a lifestyle of intimacy? On the road, I don't think is where the battle is. Yeah, at least for for me, I think the battle is more at home. Oh yeah, <laughs> because on the road you're like you're in the pressure cooker, right? You know, you're you've got to bring the word of the Lord. You've got you know you're you're in this though. So you're, at that moment you're you're kind of in it. You're like yeah. Jesus, I surrender everything. Here I am. Speak to me. I gotta have something for these people you know and so you're kind of in that and living in that place right. so when you kind of at least for me when i come back home and then there's not a, that immediate demand or that yeah. immediate pressure and then you're like oh, i got projects to do i got things and then so many things can grab your attention yeah. you know so i think that for me that's where the biggest battle is and the right. war is trying to maintain that discipline when there's necessarily not an external pressure yeah. on you you know so that's kind of where i i have to kind of like be monitoring and right. watching and checking and like, okay, okay, I, or I need I need to get, yeah. you know.
1: So. And that's actually so true. Like, you, we were even talking about this a few days ago when we were eating Shebacan food. Shout out yeah. to Chebacan food at Ocho <laughs> Rios in Fort Walden Beach, Florida. If you ever come, you should check it out. But it was just very, very good. But we were talking about that, like, kind of yeah. like, when you're off the road, that yeah. decompression happens. Yeah. And, yeah you know, kind of like, oh, like, what next, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. I think, too, for me, like, on the road, the only thing I have to remember is that Sensings and what God's saying for the people are one thing, but what he's saying for me personally might be different. And so I have to kind of remember to just like hold hands with Jesus, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. So not just like get the word and go out and deliver it like a middleman, but actually like take hands in my relationship with the Lord and step out to do what I'm going to do, me and him together, if that makes sense. Right, that makes so sense. So that's like how I visualize it. But that's, you know, my, what keeps it intimate and not just prophecy declaring something without yeah. that level of intimacy.
1: That level of intimacy is just so very key because I think sometimes we, we by reason of use, you know, we become better at our gifts. Yeah. Right. But sometimes if we're not aware and and keeping that intimate realm, sometimes we can operate almost like a mouthpiece without that relationship yeah. factor. Yeah. So. Like, man, that's just so important. I like that visual example that you yeah. give about kind of holding hands with Jesus and walking through. Yeah. Because it, it I think, yeah, I mean, it communicates like <laughs> yeah. connectedness. It yeah. communicates closeness, but it also is like a representative of partnering. Yeah. I know that we, we learn here very early on at Christian International that God wants to seeking for people to partner with. He's looking for a man or a woman to partner with to be able to do amazing things. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Yeah. And, and so that's like... Cool. That intimacy thing, I think, was probably one of the big takeaways I took away from Penn Valley oh. for me was just seeing it demonstrated. And that's why I'm I'm so appreciative of those generations that have gone before us, mm-hmm. because of the tremendous example that many of them are. You know, Prophet John Harkey, this the crazy thing about this guy, I mean, he's just such an inspiration to me in this in many ways, but in this way is that literally they have no home. Him and his wife, Prophet Meliana, they literally gave up their home and they're on the road being prophets to the nations 365 days a year.
0: Okay, yeah. so explain explain that they have no home.
1: They-, they they were originally based in Hawaii and, you know, that's where their covering is. But then literally, if I remember correctly him explaining it was He basically said, God, I don't want to have any comfort or anything that would make me feel satisfied with where I am. Wow. I want to be continually dependent on you. Wow. And it was his desire for intimacy that he was willing to give up things that many people, many of us would not want to give up. Like I I can travel on the road a lot. I'm always looking forward to the fact that I can lay in my own bed. Sure, yeah. And you're talking about somebody who just decided to get rid of the safety net completely. Wow. And like, I mean, they're just traveling. And here's the other thing. Okay, so so I'm a single guy for all of you who don't know. Um, (laughs) And Prophet Miliana, the fact that Prophet John looked to his wife and together they decided we're going to go ahead and just give up our earthly possessions like this and we're going to live a life on the road. To me, Is a tremendous example of what it is for a husband and a wife to come together and lay everything on the line. True. I mean, I just, it was just so amazing to me, you know? Yeah. But the conference was just incredible. It was a prophetic conference. It was talking about a prophetic tsunami, which is just really, really good. And the last night, you guys, okay, Okay. so last night that we're there, Prophet Sandra, Pastor Sandra, she's always, she's radical. And you guys know her, you've met her a bunch of times at conferences. And so she kind of comes to us and says, I want you and Prophet John to do tag team. You know, you're a millennial. He's in, in a different generation. I want you guys to tag team and do joint ministry. And Prophet John and I look at each other and it's like, what does that even look like? Yeah. Like, we don't even, we have no
0: frameworks. Don't you love those moments when a, like an expectation is thrown on you immediately and you have no idea what that expectation is? <laughs> oh
1: my is? goodness, exactly. I mean, like for you guys, like what is like the craziest thing somebody's ever asked you to do in the middle of like ministry? time.
0: I'd probably say when someone's brought up like a specific subject, right? Okay. And they're like, yeah. "Hey, go go teach on this subject." And you're like, okay yeah <laughs> what is god yeah. saying for like the the field of zoology right and you're <laughs> <just or> like <laughs> okay that's cool it's got animals and stuff it's a part of the kingdom right <laughs> i think sometimes yeah. people do that
1: to make sure that it's god yeah <laughs> they're like we don't want your baked like sermon or message like yeah. we're gonna right. give you something so far out yes. Right? Yes. 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 <laughs> just to be able to do it and so like for us like pastor sandra said that and so we asked pastor sandra well what does that look like to you and she's like Smooth. I have no idea. <laughs> she, it was smooth. And we thought we were going to be able to get like her vision. And she's like, no, I have no idea. We just want to see what God's going to do. Wow. And so that last night literally was a physical manifestation of two generations working together. Wow! And so the way that we broke it out was that Prophet John started off with, with, his, with the message. Then after a little bit, after he made his point, I would kind of come, he would look to me and then I'd come in. And either look at it and interpret it into the context of a millennial perspective with millennial language or kind of further the point and bring a different dimension to it. And, I mean, God bless these people. Thank God that they were so, like, mature enough and gracious enough because, I mean, at first it was really tough. And, you know, because you're like, you know, you you have your message that you're wanting to speak and you're used to prophesying in your own flow. Oh, right. Right? And you're used to doing that. And all of a sudden it's like –
2: Okay, so how did you translate? I mean, how did you... So you know what he's saying, but you don't know in advance what he's going to say. You just had to be prepared to talk after he talked. What did you do?
1: So like I literally was like scrambling in my mind. I was praying, just like Jermaine was saying, where it's like, oh, (laughs) you get real intimate with God real fast on the road Yeah, when the pressure's on. And I literally was like, God, I need a framework. I need some sort of context to work in. And the one thing that I could draw a relationship with is one of the activations that we do during our prophetic training here, Okay. which literally, you know, I don't have any theological basis for this, but we do it anyways and it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get in a circle, we put one person in the middle, and then one person on the outside circle will start prophesying to the person in the middle. And then immediately when the facilitator or the instructor says, switch it goes to we switch the person to the right of the person prophesying. Yeah. But here's the only difference is that that person that it switches to has to pick up on the exact word that the other person left off on and continue the flow of prophetic revelation. Yeah, and I so we that. call it piggyback. You guys yeah. remember. Oh, I, yeah. 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 I think I still Whew, get like – Challenging. Yeah. I get cold sweats <laughs> when I wake up in the morning yeah. when I dream that. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm like help me. And so that's what I I had the framework. I was like, okay, so I'm going to just activate. Let me get in the same river because it's all the same river. Nice. Let me get in the same river and the same frequency and let me just flow. And it was amazing because it was like when I let go of the has to look this way, Yeah. all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's a flow here.
2: Wow. You know, it was just incredible.
1: People just – it was great. It was amazing.
2: So two things. One – I would like to see a recording of this because it sounds awesome. If we have to get yes. that. So I want to see for myself this in action, and and then two. So that was a main part. You know, you bringing that balancing component, almost like an interpreter. You know, yeah. but bringing that other component. But what would you say at any point was the message you came in with, also from the Lord yourself?
1: It was amazing, actually, Rebecca. Because when we actually started flowing and going, so his message was specifically in the area of David, okay. and how. God wanted to promote you, bring you to a different place, and like basically weapons of warfare and things sinking in. And for me, mine was that God will answer you to the degree of intensity with which you answer what he said. That's good. Yeah, so it was amazing because he started with, with David in the river and gathering the stones. And then it was amazing how mine was able to kind of intersect in there with the intensity with which David approached the situation. How he approached the this giant dude who's shouting negative things at the Israel Israeli people. Like just like straight up, crazy stuff. And so it was amazing how it flowed. But we hadn't really discussed like too much. Like I gave him a little bit like it's like he has like, what's what's your message gonna be the night before? And I was like, I think it's gonna be on intensity. And then I One word. Yeah, one word. One word. <laughs> That's what he gets. Exactly. And then, you know, I asked, like, Well, what are you speaking on? He goes, I don't know yet. Um, nice. You know, so – and that's kind of how it is. You guys know. Yeah. I know. mean, you, yeah. Yeah. your profit usually so, might be the minute before.
2: So I dare say you're about ready to flow in team than like husband and wife team because, I mean, that's about what it's like, David. You've is got it, the experience. It's yeah. like
1: equal parts exhilaration and equal parts terror and fear. Yeah, is that, that's is that not right. that marriage essentially? That's yeah, not right. that's
0: marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I just learned so much from you guys today. I just yes. – I feel like I've got a good framework for marriage moving forward now.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful oh. thing.
1: <laughs> oh, but you guys, yeah, this literally made me bawl and cry. And literally, I think it was Sunday morning, we're at Prophet John and I are sitting on, on one of the seats on one of the rows, and he's prepping for his message he's preaching that morning. And I'm, I'm on my cell phone. I'm not going to lie. I'm on Facebook. I'm checking out what everybody's doing. <laughs> I didn't have to preach that morning, so I was like, "All right, you know." And all of a sudden, I look up, and there's this young boy, maybe about twelve years old, standing next to Prophet John, and he's talking to him. And Prophet John nods and says, "Absolutely." And then the young man gives him a hug and says, "Thank you," and walks away. And I'm like, "Wow, that's that's really nice," you know. And and Prophet John looks at me. And he says, "Hey, you know, that young man actually just asked if I could prophesy to him." And I told him, "Yeah, well, we'll go ahead and do it at the end of service." So at the end of service during ministry time, he calls this young boy up who asked him for a word. And he, now I try not to be hurt, but he specifically asked for Prophet John a prophet. Oh. I <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, it actually played out because then Prophet John, he asked, well, where, where's, his, where's his parents? Like, where are your parents? So we need to get him here to help, you know, stand with you. He goes, my parents aren't here. Oh, wow. And then they're like, oh yeah, because, uh, you know, and th- th- he has grandparents. So th- th- he's like, all right, well, where are the grandparents? Grandparents aren't here. And so John looks at him and is like, how did you get here? Yeah. And he said, well. 12. Yeah. He said, I rode my bike. I rode my bike here to church. Wow. So that I could get a word. Wow. Wow. Now, here's the thing about this. California ain't Florida. Right. There are mountains and hills.
2: Right. A
1: bike ride can be this crazy Tour de France thing. Wow. But there's this kid in here. There's something driving him on the inside. Where he says, there is no external factors that would make me want to do this or are forcing me to do this. I am so hungry for a word from God that I'm going to straight up ride my bike and have the boldness to come ask a grown man, the head speaker, if I can get a prophetic word. And when he says he is going to give me a word, I have gratefulness in my heart to thank him for the word he's going to give me.
2: Wow. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) Balling. <laughs> like a baby i'd like be bawling too <laughs> wow.
1: i mean i'm just not even going and so for wow. me it was like you know that kind of that hunger you know and yeah. so kind of the question i want to ask you guys was there's an interesting thing is like it's hard to maintain hunger mm-hmm. especially being in a place where you're blessed to be so rich with revelation and training and equipping mm-hmm. how do you, each of you kind of maintain the fire of hunger and never be satisfied.
0: I think for me, it kind of goes back to first love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It kind of goes back to my high school years, you know, when the Lord first started touching me and speaking to me. And anytime I can think about those moments, it's like I can feel that first love again immediately. Wow. So it's like not leaving that place, not moving fra- past that place. I mean, back then I was totally spiritually immature. I didn't know things, I didn't understand right. things. I had all some some weird belief systems I made up myself you know? <laughs> <laughs> That now like I'm like I was crazy. And so now like being learning so much more and understanding just things of the spirit, understanding scripture, you know, all these other things, it's like that understanding those things in maturity can t- not replace that first love because I'm like oh I understand that I know those things you know and and in one sense you can feel like yeah I understand scripture I I can tell you what God is like and and how he operates but not but always trying to remember that place and trying to remember that place not about what I know now or what Mm -hmm. I understand now or how spiritually mature I think I am which I realize (laughs) I'm not as much as I think I am but just keeping that place you know wow
2: Mm, that's good yeah and then I think for me it's probably about my soul like hunger for you know the love of your soul yeah so it's easy to to be hungry when you don't have it in yourself you know and so I kind of feel like life does that a lot like shows me constantly what I don't have in myself (laughs) you know (laughs) Like, like Constant, so so areas of the soul, and maybe because I'm such, I'm a pretty emotive person anyway. Mm-hmm. But areas of the soul mm-hmm. where you just, <laughs> Jermaine sure said, no Amen. <laughs> <laughs> where it's constantly kind of selfish, but like I pers- I have personal needs in my soul. Right. Like I need beyond being a prophet or a teacher or a friend or whatever mm-hmm. else I am. Like I. I can't make it if my own soul is thirsty, right? And so I think that's where that was what keeps me hungry is that realization and and understanding the difference that no amount of whatever I'm doing or accomplishing is is meeting my need. Wow, my need is r- unrelated to that. You that know, is
1: so true. So that's amazing. So I'm just like, I mean, I'm just that trip that hunger part. Like I love hearing y'all's insight about hunger. It's awesome. Kind of like Rebecca with you saying like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I will not make it <laughs> yeah. yeah and then your your perspective on like straight up like I'm going back to the beginning Yeah, you know I'm going back where I felt him the most and reigniting that hunger on the inside That's and cool. I think it's some That's of that cool. like it's true yeah I mean it's like that yeah. awareness like Rebecca your awareness of how great he is how okay. much he is and maybe how little you are And then all of a sudden, like, Jermaine, like, saying, let me go back to the milestone of remembrance. I'm just like, oh. And, like, for me, that was kind of, like, the thing that convicted me the most about this trip. Like, one, God did amazing things. And, you know, God was able to use me in in some very great ways. And I was very blessed by that. But I always love that when you go and you pour out everything that you have and you give yourself as kind of like a drink offering Mm -hmm. to God and to the people, that God gives you something very special for you.
2: Yeah. You know, he, he
1: gives you that little piece that maybe you didn't know you to verbalize that you needed. Yeah. But he's like, I'm not, you're not a slave, David. You're not right. a servant. Like you're my son. And part of this is one, so you can partner with me to do some amazing things. But two, this is me trying to teach you some things. Yeah. You know, and so for me that was a huge part, the hunger. Like yeah. let I, me be hungry.
2: I love what you're talking about because the cool thing about it is, you know, we can try to describe it to each other, but it's always something so personal that no one – it's like no one could ever understand. Oh, yeah. You just try to understand and yeah. explain it to each other. But I love what you're talking about that it's something so precious, so intimate, so personal that God couldn't give you anyone else's. He no. could only give you that thing that touched your heart that is – it's like your secret with him that's, that's beautiful And gives you courage and gives and is the source of of where you're gonna be able to move forward. And that's to me how it feels too is like, you know, nobody would understand it if I could explain it, (laughs) but it's like, it's precious and personal, you know?
1: It is. And just like Jermaine is just precious and personal to you. And, uh, oh, you know, you guys, I think it's like, it's really been an amazing, I don't know if you guys have really kind of felt like there's like a difference in the season that we're in now. Like even when we're out on the road, we're seeing it. I'm seeing it in these places. Like God's up to something. It's not the status quo. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like really psyched to be able to do it. Super psyched about what God's doing in Penn Valley up That's there awesome. in the mountains. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to encourage, you know, you guys who are listening and everything, like we're, we're having a good time. We're talking about these things, but I feel like there's some of us that are listening to this saying, wow, you know, I, I feel like maybe I've lost my hunger. Like, I, I've lost my hunger. I don't know where my first love went, but I feel really dry. And I, I was wondering, Jermaine, do you think you could just kind of pray, just as capping
0: this off, like reawaken, sure. a prayer to reawaken that. Sure. So, Father, right now, I thank you for everyone that's listening. And, Lord, I thank you that you love us first. No matter what there is in ministry or life or busyness or whatever goals we may have, Lord, we thank you that you are the bottom line and it's all about you. So, Lord, right now, I just just declare over every person that's listening right now, God, that you know every heart and you know exactly how to touch every heart. So I just say, Holy Spirit, come now and to touch every heart right where they are in that specific area where you, where they can receive and they can feel your love. So, Lord, we just release that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Flow Prophetic, a part of Christian International Ministries. Be sure to check out our content on flowprophetic.com. For more information on conferences, training intensives, and other resources to help make a powerful difference, please visit our website at christianinternational.com.